Welcome, listeners. Hey, hey, hey. Hello. I'm sorry, I cried for like half of the episode. <laughs> uh, for the crosswords of Destiny, yeah. I literally was like crying for half the episode. I don't know why that one scene where Katara catches Aang. Oh, um, the La Pieta? It, yeah, it recreates mm-hmm. the famous La Pieta. It always gets me. Super it's epic like to put that symbolism. in a, in a uh, well, I mean, this you can talk about avatar on the whole as a christ allegory but you can yeah. do that with a lot of pieces of me that's the point in the episode where it always gets me no matter what like there are other points like here and there where i watch it and i'm like yeah that's getting me today but like without fail like that's the one where like i just start i lose it i sob during that moment did you mm-hmm. talk about it all like okay because in la pieta it's christ and then is it mary magdalene or is it um it's the virgin mary yeah because then that would uh, also comment on Katara's um, role, Katara's like, role as, as a responsible, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like Ugh. she's very, she's often just so well thought out. You know, it's, she's often made to be like a motherly figure. Let mm-hmm. me like look it up. It is his mother, Mary. Yep. It is not Mary Magdalene. He's holding Mama. Yeah, but it would be it would have been considered blasphemous to put him with Mary Magdalene because suggesting that Jesus had a relationship with that woman oh, with in a that romantic woman. in a romantic sense would have been scandalous. Scandalous. I say, you know what? Jesus, do your thing. <laughs> I'm like, as long as we're on the topic of Jesus, I think he fucked all the disciples. <laughs> Ooh. Well, there there is a lot of talk about Jesus potentially being queer. Um, oh, yeah. Definitely a possibility. Um, not outside of the realm. He would have been a radical. He would have been a socialist. So he absolutely also, could have I'm been. Also, I'm sorry, but like at the time, Jesus just ran a cult. I mean, yeah. You're like, not wrong. That's yeah. all it was. It's always, it was a cult. Christianity has always been and always will be a cult. Religion is yeah. just cult plus time. Yeah. Like, that's cult it. Plus time. <laughs> like, I love that equation. Um, <laughs> there's this one video on, there's this one guy on YouTube, and he got really famous with his video, The History of Japan. Um, oh, Bill Words. I yeah, love Bill Words. He, um, I think it's really funny because I think he originally made that video like as a school project and it just like really took off. Um, but he made another one where it's the entire history of the whole entire world, I guess. Yes. Oh, and, um, yeah. Like, the occurring joke where he's like, there's this one guy who's sitting underneath a tree and then he becomes enlightened. Hey, you can make a religion out of this. And somewhere <laughs> in the Middle East. And this one guy is like, hey, I think that you should respect me and I'm the king of the Jews. You can make a religion out of this. And then he goes to Christopher Columbus and he's like, then they invaded the mainland and started killing all the natives. Hey, Hey, you can make a religion out of wait, no, don't do that. No, stop. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my god, that oh, part just hits me. Damn. It's just dark. Um, the uh, Bill Wirtz, I so I don't think it was a school project, if I'm not mistaken. He went to he's a jazz musician and he went to school with um Louis Cole, actually, who did oh, um, who's part of Knower and does a lot of weird jazz stuff on YouTube. Um, but yeah, hardcore jazz musician who just is very strange and has a good sense of humor. Oh, um, love it. Bill Words is great. Everyone go out and watch his stuff. Um, Crossroads of Destiny. Uh, Iroh. Huh. Huh. I, I was going to... St- I don't think we talked about it in the episode, but I definitely had it in my notes somewhere. But I like how this episode, you really see how, like, good Iroh is. That yes. sounds really mm-hmm. weird to just say and very mm-hmm. vague. But, like, clearly he is on the side of the Avatar. Like, he wants to help them. He wants, like, to... He knows that what the Fire Nation is doing is wrong, yada, yada, yada. Um, and I guess that gives a lot of more clarity to what he was doing in season one. I really think he was just with Zuko in season one to try to guide him towards that path of like doing mm-hmm. the right thing. Uh, I think yeah. it's a, well, it's a good thought to have. Uh, the I really like the goodness of Iroh, and mm-hmm. I think that's what what this season about. And hands yeah. down, would you one say of my favorite characters of all time? Like, like 
Because I feel like sometimes that Iroh um, like fluctuates between lawful and chaotic good. Mm, that's an interesting And thought. I feel like at this moment, um, like I feel like if anything, Iroh like maintains more lawful good, but in this moment, um, like as I was watching it, I was hoping that that would rub off on Zuko and Zuko would show like chaotic good mm-hmm. yeah. instead of just like, you know, taking after Iroh in that lawful sense. But I think here Iroh is showing chaotic good. Yes, he's a hundred percent breaking the rules to do yes. what's right. Mm-hmm. Um, and is he breaking the rules though? Because he's just a refugee right now. Well, he's just a refugee, but also you know we see what is lost here—the yeah. life that he's created for himself. Um, granted, with Azula being there, having seen him, having known he's there, mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. lost already. So I think he's kind of abandoned all hope of that. But you know, you can see, like before this, he was perfectly fine to not be involved with this conflict. Mm-hmm. at all mm-hmm. and he made some I, I think in this episode we see him making the choice of no this conflict is going to haunt me I yes. need to do something about it yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. interesting yeah I, this is uh, this is just for me like the, the pinnacle of Iroh and like kind of <sighs> like puts him puts this is the, the cut of uh, for me like season one Iroh is very um, you know just fun lovable laughable yeah, he's just this he's guy more, that we're, he's just constantly like making jokes I guess he's more of a soccer. He, he's yeah. comic relief season one and like it, throughout the entire season one you don't really take him seriously right? correct you hear yeah. a lot about his history with like Ba Sing Se and like how he was a war general and he went to the spirit world and he, but like he's just this old man who kind of just like loves playing Pai Show and just like seems really ditzy you know? we get hints of, of I think the greater Iroh there with some of the, the, the firebending scenes he's in like but, really mm-hmm. the only one where we get a really clear vision is at the very end of season two when Zhao captures the moon spirit and then kills it and Iroh attacks Zhao and he yeah. just like goes nuts. You know, mm-hmm. that's the first kind of really clear picture of like how powerful Iroh is and like mm-hmm. he's not just this dumb old man who is weak and just kind of like lumbers along next so, to So yeah, it's touched on. It's hinted mm-hmm. at. But yeah. then season two we really see that come to more fruition and that's yeah i think why season two sticks with a lot of people is we do have the dueling stories there of team avatar versus i guess team zukairo and iro yeah i i zuko zairo that's cool you have good names um yeah i don't know there's there's just a lot to be said for those dueling stories and enjoying those and yeah it comes to a peak right mm-hmm. here and it's just beautiful yeah well, and there's I, a lot of parallels between them too which we've mm-hmm. talked about i'm sorry i cut you off oh no and i was just gonna say I, I really like the vocabulary you use to describe like greater iroh because iroh is who he is because i feel like that this touches on a dimension to like humanity that none of the other characters really have mm-hmm. as of right now um where you know you kind of you see what you get with mm-hmm. the, the characters and there's mm-hmm. a lot of depth and dimension there but with iroh you know there's a lot that um is said about his character as like, he is who he is, but because he is who he is, you have no idea who he really is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that's so fascinating. I love mysterious characters, and Iroh definitely has that. Yeah, but definitely. you wouldn't think of him as like a mysterious quote unquote character, but he is. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's a lot. There's a lot of depth that's explored. So. I just really enjoy Iroh this episode. He's just fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Like we, we get to see him palling with T- Team Avatar. He yeah. pals with Team Avatar. Yeah. That's so cool. <laughs> well, I like how 
I mean, we've seen this with Toph. Toph was just very quick to open up to him, but she didn't know who he was. Mm-hmm. I really like how quick Aang is to just open yeah, up. Like, yeah. You know, <laughs> like Iroh is just like, I need your help. And they're all kind of like, bah! and then like a scene later, Aang's like, I need your advice. Yeah. <laughs> I love like, that. He just goes straight mm-hmm. to like grandpa mode. And yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> He's literally just like, uh, Toph said you give pretty good advice. <laughs> And uh, I need your help. And I was like, yes, my son. What can I do yes, for you? <laughs> I was just on board the whole time. Wait, what is, um, is the Japanese word for grandpa? Is that chicha? I think so. Because I chicha, know. Chicha, I know Jija, Gigi um, from like Kiki's delivery mm-hmm. service. And what my cat is named after is supposed to be ironically funny because it just means like old man or grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Um, Chicha Iroh. He's such a little monster. <laughs> Your cat is? Yes. Oh, I, Both the cats. <laughs> little monster. Yeah. Um, what else do we want to talk about this episode? Um, Katara's epic corkscrew water bend. Oh my God. <laughs> so cool. I, she, yeah. She's amazing. Goes um, beast mode for a second there. <laughs> I, I, for the longest time, I really struggled trying to understand the conflict between Katara and Zuko where she goes I, I thought you had say, changed yeah. and he goes I have changed what does that mean what does Zuko mean by I have changed because like in that at that point it seems like he hasn't it seems mm-hmm. like he's just gone back to when when I first watched this I I thought that was weird too and the second time I watched it I was like is this like the prediction of a double cross? Is that what he's saying? And I was like, so like part of me wanted it to be like, he, you know, secretly double crosses Azula and like, that's the end of it or something like that. Um, but yeah, it's really hard to see Zuko in this after see, having that conversation with Katara. I and guess then yeah. immediately I can think of is that like dime. he has realized that he is, he can choose his own destiny. And he is choosing the one that's, that has been laid out for him. Yeah. That's kind yeah. of how I'm interpreting it, but it still seems vague at best. It is a little yeah. vague. Um, yeah, I was mad at Zuko. So mad at Zuko. Oh my god. Yeah, right. like, what the hell? You just open up, you made a friend, and then you turn around and you go, sorry, psycho, and like, dang, sorry. <laughs> like, that's not the point. It's like, he opened no. up and he met Katara, yada, mm-hmm. yada, yada, but as soon as the op- option was presented to him that he could choose to have literally everything he wanted, his family and his throne and his honor back, he chose it because that's what he's wanted for such a long time. And he's not going to make the hard choice of doing the right thing and sticking mm-hmm. with Iroh, even though it's what's right, he's going to make the easy choice, which yeah, is what it he's is always easy. wanted. Mm-hmm. It's, it's so, it's a simple choice, but like, I think that's part of what made the, the ending of this a little bit disappointing. Is it just the switch felt so fast? I think you were talking about this this in uh, a little bit earlier in the the, the bonus episode, Serena. I think you were saying it, it just ends a little bit wonky. The oh, season just kinda, oh yeah yeah kind of kind of fizzles a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and part of it, I think, is obviously the negativity of the See, end of day. I kind of disagree. I'm like, ooh, like the Earth King has fallen. Like, where do they go from here? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's a it's a different ending from what we would normally see in a children's show. It's mm-hmm. good evil prevails. Uh, yeah. for which is a, a rare thing to see in a children's show. Um, but that the other part of it is is because the flip happens so fast, and because we see it going so well for the gang mm-hmm. right yeah. up until this. Like they look mm-hmm. like they've done it. Uh, I was thinking about uh, Lake Lau guy the other day when 
Appa just like whips uh, Longfang across the lake. And he like oh, skips yes. across like a like, rock. It's just like, yeah, we got him. We got him. That was easy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like you can clearly see the, the flip there. And I think it's it's supposed to kind of give you that feeling of despair. It's supposed to give you that that exhaustion there of like, mm-hmm. oh, we tried so hard and we failed. Yeah. And I think uh, another thing that comes with the despair is like having open up and being vulnerable and trusting somebody. Mm-hmm. Because I totally relate to Katara in this sense. Like, you know, we were all in the theater department together. Like, we were vulnerable (laughs) at 8 a.m. every day. Like, you know, (laughs) so um, and it's disappointing to not um, receive what you put into that. And Katara really like took a chance on that. Mm -hmm. And then to see that shut down and and to see like, okay, um, you want to have faith in other people. But I mean, she went so she she was so trusting. She's going to use the spirit water. She's going to use the spirit water. That's part of Katara's character, right? Mm -hmm. Is she believes in the inherent good of people mm-hmm. you know and she never saw that in Zuko because like he never really gave her an opportunity and like she said she never saw him as a person she just saw him as the face of all evil yes Wait, Serena did you're you guys, your I just like had a did we talk about this in the actual episode how like is is Zuko a Pontius Pilate um, like in terms of like the story of Christ like because he maybe he doesn't necessarily want to betray the gang but he's doing what that lawful like He's, I think Zuko was Pontius Pilate because it was he was guilty. Pontius, at least this is how it's depicted in Jesus Christ Superstar. I don't actually know, <laughs> but like you know, I'm relying on this because I can assume that Andrew Lloyd Webber did his research before releasing a he Broadway did. musical. It's, it's pretty solid. Thank you, Lloyd. Um, Pontius Pilate felt guilty for crucifying Jesus because he felt like he didn't really have any reason to crucify him. It was mm-hmm. just kind of like what the people wanted and the Roman Empire just kind of wanted to do it because they wanted to get rid of him. Um, but Pontius Pilate was like, he didn't really do anything wrong. We're literally just doing this, killing this person to kill him. Yeah. Um, and he that the- is reflected in Zuko when he expresses guilt with betraying Iroh. Yeah. Oh. The, the, the Pontius Pilate moment is he, he washes his hands. And that's the symbolism in the Bible. It's a very specific reference. And that's why we say, you know, when someone says, I wash my hands of this, Mm -hmm. that's what they're referring to. Oh, my God. Um, I had no idea. Yeah, Pontius Pilate, that was symbolically washing his hands. He says, I I had nothing to do with the death of Jesus Christ because there is no reason for him to kill Jesus Christ in the Bible. Mm -hmm. Um, It's literally, you know, the public being like, crucify him. And that scene in Jesus Christ Superstar, they're like, crucify him, crucify him. Christopher, Christopher, Christopher. <laughs> oh but yeah, yeah, it's Christianity in a nutshell. And then we get yeah, into yeah. Christian. Also, if you haven't Christian seen Jesus guilt. Christ Superstar, just like listen to the music. If you listen to it, you've basically seen it. It's just seeing it is like a plus. Yeah. Andrew Lloyd Webber is a, a great composer. He I don't really know if is. his I really love stories the, are always great, but really? I, <laughs> his see, music's I always really, great. I really, really love a lot of Andrew Lloyd Webber. I, first, we did a Vita in high school, and I fell in love with that. And then my community theater that summer did um, Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. And I was like, oh, it's the same writer. Like, I, I really like this one show, so I'll do Joseph. And I like Joseph. It's much more family-friendly, but the yeah. music is... Again, pretty amazing. He did Phantom of the Opera. Oh, shut really up! Yeah, that. that's Andrew Lloyd. Oh, well, um, heck, sir. You know, the only one where it's like a miss is Cats. 
Well, but shut up! I love cats. Even with cats, they have some pretty good songs. See, you know? see, that's that's Andrew's thing. Is he's really, really good at writing really, really good music and meshing it into the story well. Um, his his writing isn't always is uh, yeah, he makes me mad sometimes. Well, Phantom Two is a disaster. Um, there's a Phantom there's Two. There's a Phantom Two, and the reason you haven't heard of uh, it is because it is a disaster well, and it is his baby, and it's yep. a little bit weird. I mean, I really liked. Um, Andrew Lloyd Webber was the one who escorted in the recent phenomena of the operetta, which is just oh, yeah. basically oh. a sung through musical. It's it's very like I um, said, he's a classically trained composer who knows what the hell he's doing. Yeah, I mean yeah. like that's that's my favorite style of musical. Yeah, so. it's, it's a good way to do things. It's yeah. a very smart way um, to do things. Stephen Sondheim picked up on that pretty quickly after mm-hmm. Andrew Lloyd Webber did it a lot in the seventies and eighties. Steve or even Sondheim did that a lot in the 80s and early 90s. You know how they did SpongeBob and Shrek? Can we like get, is there like a petition anywhere to do Avatar the musical? Ooh. I don't know how work? I would feel about that. I've been seeing on TikTok uh, Ratatouille, Ratatouille the, musical, the musical. And I want that to happen so badly. I love Ratatouille. <gasps> I am a fan of taking movies into musicals, like Legally Blonde the musical, um, Mean Girls the musical. I'm obsessed Ooh. with both of those. Mm. I do like Shrek the musical too. Really? It's a pretty good musical. I do like SpongeBob the musical as well, surprisingly. It it has some really good music. Broadway is good at what they do. Like, they they know what they're doing. They know how to make a pop show. It's fun. Um, I don't know. I've always been more of like the underground weird musical person. Like, I really like uh, Repo the Genetic Opera, written Mm -hmm. by Terrence Zadunjic. See, my favorite musical isn't well known, but like, it was nominated for a lot of awards. So it's it's Natasha Pierre and the Great Comet of 1812. Uh, Um, And that's basically like a techno operetta so imagine like hamilton but like instead of hip-hop it's like techno and like kind of weird funky there's stuff there's like that. all sorts of Ooh. weird underground musicals if you go take and they're really fun um everyone should just go check out all sorts of weird musicals you and need tell to get us into what the that because like it's fun yeah Serena, do you have a favorite musical um no i was never really a fan of musicals because i don't have like the voice for it and so mm-hmm. i'm like I, I i'm the one threat actor so <laughs> I cannot dance. Single, single threat. <laughs> I cannot dance and I cannot sing. See, and so I'm a double threat actor. I can <laughs> sing and dance. I can't act. Shut <laughs> up. You can do act. I've seen you act, you weirdo. But like whenever oh, I would torture. watch <laughs> whenever I would watch musicals growing up, I would just I, I wouldn't have the capacity to um enjoy it. I would just be jealous the entire time. <laughs> oh, no, I love musicals. Oh, a mutual friend of all of ours, she is seeing someone right Right now and um this person was like what's your like immediate red flag for someone in a relationship mine is musical theater people <laughs> and oh my friend was like um excuse you that is my friends you're talking about <laughs> yes so sidetracking what's your immediate red flag in a relationship mine is people who hate cats Oh, that's such a good one. Oh, I would, like solid. normally I would say dog people, but like I'm not mad at dog people who are like, yeah, I like dogs, but like I yeah. like cats too, you know. Just I prefer dogs, but like dog people who are like I hate cats. That's a red flag. Oh, that is yeah, I agree with mm-hmm. I agree with that 100%. I don't know. I wish I had like a a cute quirky red flag <laughs> that I look out for, but it's mostly just um if they don't ask me like what my favorite video game is by like the s- second date and I don't get to talk about Fire Emblem, then I am <laughs> oh, pretty I upset. I point on all of my dating profiles that I'm an anime nerd. 
That's yeah. oh, that's good. That's I, good. I need my future husband to know this. Your mm-hmm. future husband, Dear you're gonna get that husband. special love in. There's a few things. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know the rest he's, of the lyrics. You're but already you going. I mean, my red flag is uh, anyone who prioritizes having children. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's just a, a generic red flag. Oh, that I'm is like such what's something a... where it's like it seems completely unrelated, but like you know there's some more deep things deep down. Like another instant red flag of mine is like if they own a pickup truck. Mine oh. You know. Mine. Who, no one needs a pickup truck. If you need a pickup truck for your job, they'll probably provide a truck for you that you can use. Oh. See, I I used to be very anti pickup truck, but now as a someone who DJs regularly, I'm like I kinda Almost want a pickup truck just because I have equipment. Okay, to but haul. that's what I need. It, like, it's, like, so. <laughs> it's for your job, and as a freelancer, they would not provide it for you. Correct. You know. Okay, um, I do have another red flag. If they are into like adult themed cartoons. Oh yeah. Yeah, I can't mm-hmm. like Big Mouth, Archer, Rick and Morty. Like the I Simpsons, can't. The Simpsons. Yes. Uh uh-uh, uh. No. Uh uh-uh. uh. No. Nope, Just I can't straight out. Uh uh-uh. uh. Well, yep. well, then I guess we can't date Serena. <sighs> Damn it, Aaron. <laughs> Uh, I, there, there are some. I, I definitely get what you're saying. I, I, uh, my roommates watched through the entirety of Family Guy when we were in college. Oh, no, and I was just like they're good people. Oh it's yeah, just like yeah, they are. Just, and that they were just looking. It was like literally something to throw on while they studied. But like, I'm just like, why are we watching this? The this fact that you're terrible. even mildly interested in my, it. My, my. Used to be red flag was horse girls until <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! And then uh, she was a horse girl who turned out to be great. So Aww. I don't think it's horse girls anymore. I I learned. I was gonna add to <laughs> people who don't like the Lady Gaga a Star Is Born. I, I haven't mean, seen it. I'm sorry. I do not like it, Serena. Uh, red flag. <laughs> I feel like we have enough we red flags, flags in our relationship that at this point we just ignore it. <laughs> <laughs> I think really what's important, and I think the the takeaway here is, um, you need to balance the red flags against the green flag. Yeah, no one ever talks about green flag. What's a green flag for you guys? <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Um, um, cat people, <laughs> um, people who don't get mad at me for saying I hate Toph. <laughs> God. So, like, there's maybe one green flag listener. Uh, I was talking to this one guy on Tinder, and he was saying, like, I love Toph so much, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah, she's kind of a problematic character, though. And she was, and he was like, but she's awesome. And, like, even though she's, like, a cop, blah, 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 blah. Like, it just doesn't make sense for her. And I'm like, it does, because she abused her friends and used that for control in their relationship. It makes sense that she would want to establish a police system so she could do that to every other citizen. And we didn't talk after that. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Um, good green flags. Open communication. Oh, that's, that's oh my a good God. one. I'm a <laughs> slut for open communication. Hell yeah. there, is, there is nothing I hate more than someone when they're feeling bad and they'll tell me that I'm fine. Mm-hmm. I'm fine. Maddie does not do that. She was saying, I, this, I am bothered right now. I am very bothered. Here's why I am bothered. And I'm like, yes, thank you. Now I can fix the thing that you're bothered by. Mm-hmm. Yes, I I learned very quickly growing up um, because like I live with several mental illnesses <laughs> that if I say I'm fine to anyone, it's really bad for me. <laughs> well, see, like, I don't know. I grew up kind of just saying I'm fine mm-hmm. because if I said anything otherwise, then I'd have to explain it. And it's like, I don't want to talk about it right, right. now, you know, mm-hmm. or like, I don't feel comfortable sharing with you, mm-hmm. you know, so... 
It's, I mean, uh, not to, not to, we don't, this is uh, not to knock any sort of like trauma response. Right, 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 right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah <laughs> there, no. there are totally like, just, there's, when you're in a safe space, if you say I'm fine, that's problematic. Mm-hmm. But when you're not, mm-hmm. you know, obviously. Yeah. Be yeah. safe. Make See, sure you're I've in a safe learned, spot. I've like one mm-hmm. of my favorite healthy communication things is like saying no and not having a reason for it. Oh my gosh, I yes. love that so much. Mm-hmm. You can say no just because you don't want to or like because you're tired, yada, yada, yada. And that's okay. See, that's one of our green flags. And that green flag is so green. Oh my God, right? That like, it just like cancels out so all the other red when, flags. Like, I reach out to you and I'm like, hey, want to hang out? And you're like, no, I'm pretty tired. And I'm like, okay, let's do another time. Or like, Can we just talk about like the catharsis of canceling plans. Uh, uh, God, it feels so nice. Yes, it's amazing. Uh, and like that's a thing that's so not common. You know, you meet so many people where if you say no, they're just like, well, why not? Yeah, and well, especially like, in our society. I don't need a reason. Like people like, in France. Sometimes oh God, I love I'm them. tired is just a good enough reason. <laughs> like, come on. Yeah, I said that once to a former friend, and they haven't talked to me for almost half a year. Oh, so. I remember this former friend. <laughs> yeah. I was there for that situation. Yeah, yeah. Well, on that flag, um, <laughs> let's uh, wrap this up, shall we? Uh, good flags, guys. Good flags. <laughs> Iro had some great flags. Oh my god, Iro always has good flags. Solely green flags. There's not a single red one. There is one single red one, and it's the fire of his love. Get it? Because fire's red, and Iro's a firebender. Oh, I was gonna say the whole thing with I was gonna say the whole thing with June last season, but oh yeah, yeah, that's a red flag. Yeah, it's mostly a path of uh, of green though. It's a Mostly. chaotic path of green. See, in, greens, in, greens outweigh the rest. This, We're okay with yeah, 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 yeah. episode. In this specific episode, Iroh is nothing but green flags. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Even his outfit is one big green flag. One big green You're flag. You're right. Yeah. Oh, my God. He's so good in green. He does. It's, <laughs> nice see, it's nice to see him not in red and in mm-hmm. earthbend. He looks compared, more comfortable in, in earth nation clothes. Yeah, really compared does. to Zuko, who looks super out of place in green. You're like, Zuko, put that red back on, baby. <laughs> see, I... Oh my god. See, I would imagine that Zuko looks fabulous in like a royal blue. Really? Interesting. Mm -hmm. That blue would balance out that red and orange nicely. And you know, know. especially Mm -hmm. in Hollywood right now, we have that orange blue. Zuko would do so well. Zuko got Zuko's gotta marry a a water tribe gal. That's what it's gotta be. Or guy, I suppose. I'm sorry, yeah. Zuko's gay. Oh, that's right. We uh, did yes. that. I'm a yes. big shipper of Zuka, Zuko and Sokka. So. Yes. Oh my gosh. Let's See, I'm do still it. getting behind the whole Toph and Sokka. Taka. There's Sokka. There. I'm not sure if we talked about this in the main episode, but when they're flying on Appa, um, headed back from Aang is headed back to the Earth Kingdom and he picks up Sokka and then they pick up Toph on the way after yeah. she escaped. Um, when they're flying on Appa without a saddle, um, Toph is hanging on to Sokka. She's like hanging on to his arm because most of the time when she's on Appa, she's in the saddle and she can just hang on to the saddle. She obviously can't see what's going on, but mm-hmm. there's no saddle there. So she's hanging on to Sokka because she's Aww. hanging on to him because like he's her. Oh my God, he's support. so supportive. He's, he's her safety. That's another green flag. Sokka has so many red flags. <laughs> no, you're right. All of them. I would ignore all of them to date that man. The biggest, I'm right there with you. The biggest green flag? Warrior wolf tail. Oh, 
God. I'm sorry. Greener flag him. is when he takes the wolf tail out and he has his hair down. <laughs> just, that oh is blindingly God. green. <gasps> blindingly <laughs> green. Like he, you can't see anything but green. He is just a pure sex symbol. <laughs> the creators gave him a warrior wolf tail because they knew he would be too powerful with so his hair powerful. down. Aggressive. Just like the reason I can't do math, I would be way powerful <laughs> if I can do math. If Serena could do math, look out world, it like, would be over. If, like all of you guys, like just no, just I bow say, down already, no right? Gay has all three, can do math, can drive, and has a healthy relationship with their dad. <laughs> I can't do math. Good crying. I have zero on three, so you know. I'm a Kinsey six gay. We love these. Flags the flag episode. <laughs> right. Well, uh, make sure you don't this flag this episode and uh, have a good time. Oh, Share boy. with us your green flags or your red flags. <laughs> yeah. Whether you're feeling positive or negative today, you know. Um, if you Whether say you're a red going- flag is someone who hates tough, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thanks, listeners. Okay. Love I you. will love all of your flags, everybody. Love you so much. Okay. Bye.